Moncrief on News Talk. In the meantime, at the recent RTE Choice Music Awards, the artist CMAT won Album of the Year. She couldn't make it due to touring commitments, so she sent as a representative the drag artist Lavender. Lavender greatly enjoyed the night, but the next day was subjected to a torrent of online abuse, something that seems to be increasingly the norm. Someone who also knows about this is Enda McGratton, who performs as Vida and is co-host of the Paz Vibes podcast. Enda, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me back. What happened to Lavender? Does that all sound very familiar to you? Um, Unfortunately, it does. And especially at the moment, I think we're at a time when uh, I don't think I have felt as much fear in the community as I have lately. Um, And I've heard about more attacks and they're getting closer to home. And I'm just witnessing a different vibe on the streets. And compared to a few years ago when I might have felt more comfortable traipsing through the city and drag to get from gig to gig, these days I really don't do that. I try not to do that. And are a lot of people in the community avoiding making those kind of trips as well, certainly in drag? Certainly there's a lot of young, brave young girls and I just applaud them when they're out there getting from gig to gig because they have to. I'm in a privileged position because I have a home at the George. I have a huge walk-in wardrobe. I have a dressing room at my disposal. I am really lucky. I can walk in there, do my thing, leave all my drag there and walk home again. But I've always walked because I don't live very far from the George. And these days, I just don't feel as safe as I used to. And on a... Thursday of last week, a friend of mine was uh, homophobically attacked on Grafton Street and, and ended up in hospital with a broken cheekbone and a dislocated jaw. And just th- things like that just seem to be happening more and more at the moment. Why is it increasing, do you think? I think it's because of a lot of what's happening on social media. Um, there's just a lot of controversy being created around drag and trans issues. I think in many ways just as a smokescreen to distract people from other issues that they might be more concerned about if they weren't busy arguing about bathrooms for drag queens or children at drag shows. Um, yeah, I think that's a lot got to do with it. I think also with the, um, the sort of far-right racial agenda that lumping in transphobia, queerphobia and drag into that whole mix is Mm. also kind of prevalent and easy to do. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because it was was that Lavender said that she got a lot of uh, trans abuse, but, you know, She's a drag queen. It's a, I, you know, you can see probably there's a link there, but it's not the same thing. It's not really the same thing, but it's an umbrella, I think, that a lot of drag queens exist under. There are a lot of trans people who find their identity through drag. And then there are a lot of people like myself who embrace a, a non-binary gender. And so I don't really think about my drag as being so separate to who I am. I use my drag name probably more often than I use my real name. Yes. Um, so it's a, it's a grey area, really, because it's anything that is not conforming or anything that's not binary, I think, is what triggers them. So it's not like if I'm walking down the street in a black cocktail dress and a nice pair of heels, they don't care if I identify as a drag queen or as a trans woman yeah. or as a non-binary person. The abuse is going to be the same. The reaction is going to really be the same um, if you don't pass, as in if you don't pass and convince people that you are the gender that you, that your identity is. Yeah. You know? It's a it's a curious thing, you know, that that we went through a period in this country where, you know, we had the referendum and things seemed to be moving in one direction and suddenly they're you know, the brake has been put on it, or at least there's a cohort of people in this country 
who want to put a break on that. I think there is, there's a certain amount of disillusionment with young people in the country. And I think that these kind of agendas exploit that. Mm. Um, I don't. I think also drag has really flourished. If you look at drag online, it really flourished during the pandemic. If you look at how drag performs on social media, it really is flashy and fabulous and really works on social media. Drag on TV has been rolled out across the world by RuPaul and people are loving it. And I think when something as challenging and um, and anarchic as drag becomes so embraced that that brings out the creeps. You know, yeah. people who want to try to, to take that joy away again. Yeah. It's hard to know what they actually want, though. Yeah. Other than they're just against something. Yes. Very vehemently as well against it. Yeah, it seems so. Yeah. I think that people are very brave, though, online. And a lot of these accounts, when you look into them, aren't anybody real who's actually going to show their face and stand behind what they're saying. Mm. It's almost like a sport onto itself just to be a horrible troll. And that's just so sad. Yeah, well, I suppose the, 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 the difference now is that, as you were saying, this is translating into real world yeah. events that people are being attacked, almost as if they're being given permission to do this. Now. Absolutely. I think that the tone is set on social media and then people when they're out drinking or acting a lot, especially people who have issues with themselves maybe, um, you know, act out. Um, and again, I feel like there just isn't enough out there for young people. There isn't enough hope. Like the hope of owning your own home was a huge thing for me, especially as a mm. queer person, because I didn't feel like I had any control in my family home. All I wanted was a, a one bedroom bed sit in Rath Mines. That's what I dreamed of as a teenager, you know, <laughs> where I could put whatever I wanted on the walls and just be myself, you know. But young people, whether they're queer or straight or, or trans or not, are growing up without that that as a possibility. Even managing to move out of your family home is such a major accomplishment for, for young people these days. So they're just angry. And then you have opportunists kind of focus their anger at people who, who are, I guess, easy to draw attention to trans people and non-binary people and drag queens. Yeah. Does that mean, though, that given what you've been saying, just around that part of Dublin, you know, the George and the Gay Spar, that those aren't safe places anymore? Not as safe as they used to be. Definitely not. I've seen so many horrible incidents in the last few months. And certainly I feel like since we came out of lockdowns, that vibe hasn't been the same on the streets of Dublin. You don't see as much policing. You see a lot more gangs. I'm very vigilant when I walk into work or when I walk home. Mm. And I used to listen to music and be a bit more carefree. You know, <laughs> the, uh, and you know that the, the, like there have been protests when you know drag shows have been put on for kids and that kind of thing. Yeah. Have you sensed any kind of reluctance for places to, to to hold those kind of events anymore for fear that might happen? I think that you probably will see some drag queen story times happening at festivals during the summer because I think in a festival environment depending on what type of festival it is yeah. that it's easy to control really how people act up or act out around that stuff and I feel like there's definitely a big section of the community that want to support that kind of drag you know drag some drag just isn't meant for children but Child appropriate drag has been really, I think, a wonderful thing for, and I feel, I feel like a lot of parents feel the same way. I did a play called Auntie Ben in 2014 that was a bit ahead of its time, but it was a LGBTQI children's play, and it was about this character Ben, who was a drag queen helping to raise his niece, Tracy, after his sister's marriage had mm -hmm. fallen apart. And we did it in some of the altogether educate together schools and we did it in 
the um in the project and in the arc and a few other places and and it was I would say ahead of its time because we never got really embraced by the school system or invited to do it in in schools but it was perfectly pitched and a great piece and the people who saw it loved it and still talk to me about it to this day I think that destigmatizing drag and destigmatizing queerness for children is such a beautiful opportunity you know why waste it mm-hmm. It's a really strange thing to even talk about it in 2023 because I feel like I thought we came a long way and now we're having conversations about whether drag queens can read fairy tales yeah. to children. It's a depressing. It's very depressing. It's very yeah. depressing. It reminds me in a, in a way that, you know, the way that HIV and AIDS, you know, I'm passionate about HIV. I have a, a podcast, Pause Vibe, about living with HIV. Um, but it reminds me of the way they use the stigma uh, uh, around HIV AIDS against the queer community in the 80s and in the early 90s when people were still dying. Used it, some people in the, in the government, some people even in medicine, certainly in the church, used it as a way to stigmatize and isolate and turn people against their own families mm. it's a really tragic thing and i feel like the same energy is being employed here where trans people are being shunned and stigmatized where drag queens are being shamed and accused of terrible things like pedophilia and things that are not actually statistically supported at all about the drag community quite the opposite you yeah. know well actually that trope interestingly enough that the, that used to be something that was well you know all gay men yeah really yes exactly the same, yeah the same thing is being used now yeah yeah and in the same way it's just not supported by fact yeah <laughs> you know i'm sorry to have to say stay safe but you know in, in the current climate uh, enda mcgratton uh, is uh, uh, more fabulously known as vida and co-host of the pos vibes podcast enda thanks a million my pleasure thank you moncrief weekdays at 2 p.m on news talk